What's up? I'm Frank. This is Tom. And, and this, this is, is the, the Frank, Frank and Tom, Tom Show. It is the Frank and Tom Show. It is. That's not fake news. How is it? It sounds good. It's better now? It feels good. Please okay. listen. You can put it up to your nothing face. nothing to say. If, only if you want to. Good afternoon, everyone. Happy Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Today is January 10th. Episode 18. This is episode 18 already, yes. And a very special episode at that. We have a very special guest today. His name is Marty Ray from the Marty Ray Project. If you go to martyrayproject.com, you'll find out a lot about him. He hosts a weekly podcast himself with a guy named Chris Whalen. And they um, they, they, they do a real similar thing to, to you and me. Nice. But... um. They they've had some really cool guests, like some famous MMA guys, and um, you know, really cool, really yeah. cool. Like really? I was telling Marty, I was like, "Man, dude, you're doing us a favor," and I really appreciate you being a part of the Frank and Tom show because, yeah. like, it's freaking um, kind of a, a, a big deal for us, but it's also a big deal for him because we're just in it like a special niche, you know. So we get to uh, you know provide all you guys with a cool um, little insight to a, a really cool artist i hope a lot of you had the chance to check him out over the week we posted his links and we um you know tried to get him on so we're just uh we're, we're just wait sweet i um already gave you like a pretty good build up man and uh, I really appreciate you coming on. I was glad to uh, chat with you a little bit beforehand. Um, and to uh, jump right into it, you know, uh, Marty, can you introduce yourself just briefly? That is the cur- that's the question you get asked so often to do, and it's the hardest thing to do. Because I bet. It's like, hey, bra- brag yeah. about yourself. I know, right? But yeah, I don't really like to do that. I just always say the same thing. I just say I'm a. I'm a guy who can sing that God put here to sing and write songs and some people listen. That's awesome. That's basically all it is. I don't anything else is Marty Ray Project and they can they can uh check me out. I, you know bragging about yourself is tough for me. I don't like to do that. So Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, that that is uh that's true. I, I don't I don't particularly like to brag about myself either, but I do want to say that you you are an amazing musician and singer, man. Like the covers that you do are just like so much better than the originals, in my opinion. <laughs> so I appreciate that, yeah. Tom. I really do. Sure. It means the world to me. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, you know, speaking to you before. I had uh, kind of devoted the last two weeks to uh, just diving in to a lot of your stuff, your originals, three full albums of originals. Um, well, two full albums. Two full. One. I, yeah, yeah well, EP. nowadays, you know how it is, man. Like, people release, yeah. like, two songs, call it a full album. Yeah, make right. uh, yeah. yeah, that's true. There yeah. is five songs on the EP, so some people probably might could call that a full album. I don't know. I, I call a full album, it's got to be eight songs at least. Right, right. Before yeah. I call it that. But I do have a new full album coming out this year, soon. Man, so. I'm, I'm so happy you mentioned that, because that was definitely going to be a question um, you know, what can we look forward to? Because uh, you have a, a bunch of fans here in Southern California, man. I was really excited to uh, 
get a lot of emails. Uh, a lot of people hit us up online on the Frank and Tom Facebook, um, talking about how they, you know, they've been rocking you for years. And, uh, it was really exciting to know that, um, that we could share you with them and uh you know you know they got something to look forward to as well uh because i it but it never okay if in the last two weeks diving into you it never once crossed my mind though i was like oh he is just like fluid like he's going to continue to do this it's it's something that you do kind of regardless of of the millions of views and things like that marty or what do you mean by that? Regardless of the millions, what does that mean? No, no, I, I, I guess I didn't, I didn't mean it like that. Like, so, uh, a thing that I, that I stumble upon from a lot of the, um, you know, uh, my breakthrough friends and people that have kind of broken through to a, to a way broader, like a broad audience with their music, especially, right. um, just basically, uh, there's guys that kind of do it, just fluidly they're continuously doing it they're cranking them out um just regardless like yeah just working the, nonstop. just working nonstop. and it seems like you are you're a very hard-working guy in music as well as just extremely talented <laughs> so you know uh, blessings to you man <laughs> i appreciate y'all uh making my trying to build my ego you know, I appreciate that. <laughs> Stroking it a little bit, I, I, that makes that means a lot to me. And that is uh, anytime I get a compliment, because you know I grew up and I grew up in a family of singers and musicians, and and we were I always looked up to those people, and they would always tell me. Uh, I hate to say it this way, but they would say, if you want to get into music, you better learn an instrument or something, because singing ain't it. You know, yeah, singing ain't it. They said I couldn't sing, so. I was like, man, I just feel like singing is it for me because <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm yeah. not really going to be. A, I'm, it, some people from birth have been given the ability by God to just pick up an instrument and they learn it so quickly. Mm -hmm. That ain't me. That yeah. is not me. I play. I tell people I play guitar out of necessity, not out of love. Mm -hmm. I do love it, but I don't play it out of necessity, out of out of love. If I did, I would be sitting there playing it in all my free time and be becoming a you know, a, a, a master at it. If there yeah. is a master at the guitar, right? So yeah. Tommy Emanuel said, there really is no master at the guitar. You're always learning. Yeah. What absolutely. He said. Yeah. And I'm sure y'all know who that definitely. is. Y'all play guitar or something, right? Uh, absolutely. Frank I, I, uh, I, I'm, I, I share the same exact sentiments, exactly what you're saying. I talk about it a lot on the show that I, I work uh, on the guitar, but it's uh, as a means so that I can sing so that I can, um, um, play the songs. Um, but yeah, like you may, you know, like you're saying, I'm not, uh, I, I definitely am no virtuoso. I have to work very hard at it. And, um, uh, you definitely sound uh, great on the guitar as well, but your singing is, is off the chain. And something that I noticed with your, uh, with your original songwriting, you have the ability to, um, back off when you need to let the song, um, do the talking, do you have anything to say about that? Any advice about that to songwriters out there, Marty? Because um, that ability, I think, because it's like you have this ability, you could go crazy in your range. But then if you, you know, if you listen to your songs, you also have the ability to stay in the pocket, do what's right for the song. Um, yeah. So, you know, how do you go about that process and, and making sure to keep yourself in that realm? Well, first of all, I think I should probably answer the first question because i didn't really answer it i kind of jumped all over it and didn't even say anything that's what we that's what we do i think what you were meaning by 
uh, doing it regardless of the millions of views. You meant regardless whether whether a video gets millions every time or not. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Not like, like yeah, no, yeah not so like just sitting back. Yeah. is key. Yeah. If you're an independent artist, consistency is all you have. That's it. It's your only chance. Your only hope is consistency. Yeah. If you don't have that as an independent artist, you better go try to get a record deal because they're, it's the only way you're going to make it otherwise. Yeah. So if you're not, and that goes for anybody, not just in music, that's in and out of music. That is people creating skits or, or comedy. Yeah. Uh, anything you're doing, it could be a vlog. You have to be consistent at it and you can't look at it because on, on YouTube, each video is its own life. So each video they even say this at YouTube. They say, don't look at one video and go, man, my views are falling. You Because each video is its own, it's its own entity on YouTube. Yeah. So you might have, I got videos that only have 6,000 views, but I got videos that have 10 million too. So, you know, it, it doesn't, it, and, and though they, they fluctuate all the time. Now, going into the other question about how do I, how do I articulate a song my way and put it put is what you're saying that's what you're asking right how do i how do i know when to when to go up and when to go down and is that what you're saying exactly you're you're blessed with the ability to kind of go anywhere and you can prove it at any time i think a lot of artists can do that whether it be a virtuoso guitar player i think it's important for a guitar player to sit back a lot of the times and do what's right for the song. Yeah. But I was just uh, blown away at your ability to do that with your, with your original stuff. Is that, you know? is that something that you've had to, uh, you've had to really practice in life or is it something that just kind of came natural to you? That the ability well, to I, sing like I that? never really learned how to sing. I always tell people that people will message me and they'll say, Hey, can you teach me how to sing? And I say, I don't even know if I'm doing it right. Yeah. I was actually told my whole life I couldn't do it. So yeah, I know a lot of amazing. Day, we know a lot of amazing singers like that as well. You know, yeah. just self-taught. I think most of the most of the, I think if if you ask me, most of the best singers are the ones that came out of the womb singing. Like because you don't know, we don't know how to sing properly. We just know how to sing from the heart. So yeah, you ask the question. That's the you. answer for me. Is it's just like, however I feel that song, whether it's Ice Ice Baby. Or anything, if I'm changing something or if I'm doing it my own, it's always my own way. Sometimes it's what's funny about it. Sometimes I just look up the chords to a song because I like that song and I'll play it. What the, what the actual original chords are, I'll just play those and I'll sing it. And I'm thinking that I'm following that path of the way that song is anyway. Right. But then when people hear it, they always say, I love how you always put your own twist on it. And I'm going, I say, thank you so much. But in all reality, on some songs, I don't really consider it putting my twist. I'm just singing the right. way that I sing and playing it to the best that I can play it. I think that's what throws people off. Uh, but that's that's like a crutch for me. But it's also a blessing in that I can't play good enough to mimic the song perfectly. Right. So that it makes my voice follow what I'm doing on guitar. Yeah. I think that's a blessing to me. Yeah, turned out to be like yeah. this, like this bald head and this uh, big old beard and this fat body. You know what I mean? It all turned out to be a blessing in the end. Yeah. And I'm so glad that I was able to eat this much food to get this big. You know what I'm saying, Frank? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Listen, I always, I always say that I'm like, I wasn't trying to single you out no. and say you're fat. That's why I said Tom real quick, so yeah. you wouldn't think oh, I was no. saying. I got hey, you, he's a big boy. I no, got you, you man. So, uh, wow. <laughs> so may I ask uh, where? 
how did how did everything get started for you? Is this uh, like when you said when you were a kid, you grew up and there was a lot of uh, musicians in your family and everything. So uh, how did every, how did your journey start with like the YouTube and everything, and how long did it you know? And just can you just uh, kind of brief us on brief us on that? Well, YouTube came out, I believe, what was it? 2007 or so whenever youtube came out i don't remember when youtube came out it was way before 2007 i believe i think it was in the 90s whatever that was whenever it finally got started getting popular yeah it it, well it it didn't really hit though like until i think everything came out i started watching it around like 07 okay well i watched it but when it first came out i was watching way before google bought it we were watching it you know when it was called youtube broadcast yourself Mm, and yeah, um, yeah. it was literally just about random people all over the world finally having a place to yeah. have have a chance at the whole world seeing what they were doing. And I, I just thought from that mo- moment, I don't remember exact year that was, but whatever year that was, I thought I'd like to do this. But it wasn't me. It wasn't me saying I'd like to do music because by that point, I had already been drained of that dream because of people telling me that it wasn't going to. That it, it wasn't just people saying you're not good enough. It wasn't just people saying you're not meant to do this. This isn't is your calling or whatever, whatever you want to call it. It wasn't just that. It was also the fact of my dad, who was who was not uh, a person that was unsupportive in that you could you can't sing, and my mom wasn't either. Both of them would say, "Hey, you can sing, but making money to do that." That's not going to happen. Like my dad was always a realist. He was always, you got to use these hands to make a (laughs) living. And that's all you, that's all you're going to do. So those pipe, those are, those are pipe dreams. So in my, even in my, my high school, we were taught to dream within our city limits. So there was a new core, there was a steel mill that everybody was kind of cultivated throughout high school and elementary to say, well, this is kind of, I ain't saying every single teacher, there was plenty of teachers that were, saying, hey, go for your dreams. But the majority of that, the feeling of it was this, if you can if you can graduate and get a job or go to, go to college with this degree, you can get a good job at, at this steel mill. And it is a good job. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with people working there. And I actually almost did work there. Yeah. And I was actually very upset because I didn't get the job there. Thought my life, I thought my <laughs> life was ruined, right? Yeah. And that yeah. shows you the, the, how, how, this shows you how God just goes, because you, you know, I really and truly was de- was depressed about that situation years ago. Had yeah. just gotten married, had one, my first baby. I thought this is what I got to do to supply for my family, and then it just all was ripped from me in in the blink of an eye. And I was just, I was basically in tears. I was like, man, this is, I've I've run like I've run, I'm, I'm, what am I going to do? Like I'm, I'm already out of, I'm out of school. I have I have nothing going for me. But fast forward from that day to. I would say, I don't, I guess like, you know, five years later, I decided to, I believe it was 07. I got my first Apple computer and the, the software you're using right behind you. Yeah. I believe that's GarageBand. Uh, no, this Logic. <laughs> well, it, it didn't used to look like that. Logic didn't. That yeah. looks just like GarageBand and they yeah. both, I have that too. Yeah. But I still to this day use GarageBand. Nice. Because it's <laughs> to record. So great. Even yeah, though I great. have Logic. Yeah. Because, but if it wasn't for GarageBand, then I wouldn't be talking to you right now. Because when I, when I pulled up my Apple computer, 
And I tapped on that garage, and I was like, what is this thing? And then I found out I could record myself. Yeah. And then I was like, well, well okay. I want to I learn how to edit. It wasn't me saying, okay, now I'm going to start doing music. It was, I was like, okay, I'm going to be a, an, an engineer, a producer. And yeah. so that's what I was going to do. So then look at him. He's like, I'm hiding that. Yeah. Good call, dude. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> uh, anyway, so it was like when I pulled that up and it was one, it was one night because my whole life I grew up singing uh, R&B a lot, like uh, actually R&B and gospel, like awesome, black man. gospel music, like that's, Mahalia that's Jackson, so, that's really Shirley cool. Caesar, Rance Allen, R.I.P. Rance Allen. And I, I got Shirley, I'm looking over there because I got Mahalia Jackson actually hanging on my office wall. Nonetheless, I grew up singing that type of music. I did not like country. I didn't like rock. It was all in that vein, R&B. It was like Boys to Men was my go-to group. I was <laughs> just sure. in my room nonstop. Yeah, and I still too, love right, Boys Frank? to Men. I swear, yeah. That was sure. Frank, too. Yeah. Also. Like, was it really? I was obsessed with this stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah me too, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, so we're kindred time. in that regard. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so my, my parents listened yeah, to country shape, music. That helped shape who you are today. You know? Yeah. Hundred percent. That's what I was going back to your question in the long, the long route. You know, I try to take the longest oh, way. Oh, please do, absolutely, yeah, please absolutely. Do. We love this. Great, thank you. You answered. You asked me what shaped it. What you said something. I forgot it, but it, it had. It was in this vein of conversation. I know. That's what I was about to. That's yeah, why I, just, I got to just, this. So, just what it of, is is yeah. my whole life. I was actually mimicking other artists, meaning Boys to Men and Al Green and Mahalia Jackson and these yeah. people. And then later on, I was turned on to Garth Brooks because my mom forced me to go to his concert when I was 12 years old. And it was at the Pyramid in Memphis. <laughs> That's yeah. so funny. And my parents loved Garth Brooks That's when I was great, a kid, though. too, man. <laughs> yeah. So when, when he, did you ever see him live? Dude, hail Garth, man. <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen him live. But, uh, you know. All hail did Garth. Did you see him live back then? Uh, no, I didn't no. get it. I never got a chance to. I, I'm like. Uh, well, my, my wife did. My wife. My wife's mom took her and her best friend to see him when she was a kid and she said it was awesome garth was an actual rock star literally yeah but he was in the country music genre so Big when time. i when i went to that concert as as like a 12 year old boy and i saw this man swinging on a rope around and <laughs> on top of people's <laughs> That's through. Cool. Like yeah. fire and breaking guitars, acoustic guitars, and I thought, wow, this is—I didn't think country music was into all this. this is pretty cool. <laughs> right. And then, uh, not that I was even really into rock, but I saw that and I was like, now this is something. So when you see him performance, so then I started liking Garth, which that led me to liking the other old country music. Yeah. So now, you know, at this day and age, I love all. There's several genres. I wouldn't say all, but there's several. Like we were talking earlier, there's there's a couple of genres that that uh, aren't my lane you know what i mean like we were right. talking about slayer earlier. yeah no i was I telling him I, yeah he looks like uh carrie you know so yeah. i was telling him how about how i know carrie and stuff so. right well you tell carrie i don't like his music you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> i know tell he's a I good guy him, though i hate his music no, he's a very good guy don't tell you, man. i would want to he, he, like he would care no oh okay cool he'd yeah. be like all right whatever like, but what sense. i was saying was for years i was just mimicking other artists whoever they were uh boys to men Elvis Presley was one. Oh, yes, the king. Uh, Charlie Daniels, okay. BB King, so so on and so forth. Uh, but then, so and I knew also when they said you can't sing, and I, I even entered when I started just even vaguely entertaining the idea of, well, what if? You know, when even though everybody was saying this is stupid, is dumb. What if it could happen? 
even in those moments, I was thinking, well, there's no real market out there for somebody that can sound like somebody else. Yeah. So then, so I never really had my own voice. I didn't until uh, I got that Apple. I got that computer, and we took it one Christmas to the church, my cousin, my uncle, and I, and I said, let's record a song. We were trying to record a song, all three of us, so I could just mix with it. I wanted to mix and, and learn. And they right. said, okay. So we were doing that, and then my uncle had to leave. And so we didn't finish that song. So my cousin was like, I've got to leave here in a little bit. I was like, well, I want to get something done so that I can play with it, like mix with it. And I said, just pick a song out of the out of the hymn book, and I'll sing it, and whatever it is. And he picked a uh, great speckled bird, and uh, he said, well, how do you want to play? I said, you, I said, you just play it however, and I'm just going to sing it to try to follow you because I had never heard anybody sing great speckled bird. So because I had no reference – I had to pull from the heart, right? That's all mm-hmm. I had. Yeah. So when he started playing, it was, what a beautiful thought I've been thinking concerning a great speckled bird. And then all of a sudden, it was like I had chills. And I kind of still get chills to this day because Me too, that, was man. The moment, <laughs> that was the moment when I realized I didn't even know I was at that. Even while I was singing that song, I was like, this feels different. This feels not. This feels special. So it was like a divine moment. God was like, hey, I'm going to introduce you to yourself, to your voice. Wow. Yeah. And uh, wow. that was the day. And yeah. I left that day, and I was like, this is how I sang, man. Because you, really you had sang. never heard yourself sing before? You had never recorded yourself before? I had never heard myself recorded in my, well, other than when I was a boy. I was a little boy singing in the church choir, and we had heard singing with everybody else, that type of thing. Yeah. Never had I heard wow. myself before that day recorded on anything that would let you hear how you were. There was some back, you know, when I think I was a teenager, there was the old, uh, you know, the old tape recorders where you, you push record and play, I think at the same time. Of course. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course. Some of those, but it was always, and you could tell because of how much I had been, I've listened to some of those now Yeah, and you could tell because of how, how, much I had been torn down to say, well, this is stupid to believe that you can do this. Yeah. Yeah. You could see how in, in that voice as a, as a young boy that there was very, there was, it was very, very timid in the singing. There wasn't, it wasn't like I was projecting and saying, giving it all I had. So, yeah. Uh, well, you can't really tell anything from those, but other than like our actual recording, yes, 2000, it might've been 2005. I'm horrible with timelines, horrible with timelines. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I, the story I can go is great on forever. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, just y'all just had to cut me off, but I'm trying to Don't answer this worry. question. Yeah. yeah, this is great. So I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that you're talking about this because we can, you definitely answered the question, I think, in a really good way. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think it's a great segue to, to this, this battle that I always talk about. And, and man, I'm so glad that you talked about it because. Um, people, a lot of times they don't get it. They, they won't, they'll be like, what, you know, like, uh, you know, you'll tell them like, I, I make songs. Like, that's what I do. That's what I like. That's my passion, you know, or something. And there's a lot of folks out there that are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like that's your hobby or some shit like that, you know? And, um, but I'm, I, I'm very fortunate, you know, to make money off of it. And, and, uh, and, and, but it didn't come easily. It came. It came after this this huge battle, and I and I talk about it episode after episode. And I'm the the, the 
just by chance and like we're kindred in in a couple of ways clearly because you know you you just opened up on a subject that that is just so huge with with our show and um like uh so so how how do you, how do you I, I let's lead into how to, how did you best quiet those voices and just and buckle down well i still those that, that battle still rages on yes, that, that battle never stops bro yes like, sir yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's moment. I could tell you a story. I don't know how much time you have, though. All like, the time in the world, man. Have. All the time. Well, people say that, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> y'all try to keep your podcast at an yeah. hour. Yeah, well, we we, we construct around an hour. Yeah, but, but we, you know, we did, Sometimes we go a little longer. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. Okay. Well, 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 we can talk for three hours for all I care. I don't give a dag. <laughs> but nonetheless, yeah. Um, I'm gonna tell you a quick story. I tell this in a lot of interviews. So if anybody. It listens to your podcast that has known me for a while. They'll know this story. Yeah, I don't. I don't get bored telling it, but I'm, I tell this to hopefully encourage people to let them know that, uh, like what you're just talking about, that battle that yes, makes sir. you say, "Well, man, this it's time to give up." Yeah, it, it ain't gonna happen. This and this and this. Those moments, if it me, I put God first. So what happens is He always sends somebody to lift me up in the times and nowadays it's different but the it was so beautiful how it happened in the early days it's more beautiful now but because it's my fans that do it right yeah so it's 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 better when it's your fans your actual fans let me mute this computer when you when it's your actual fans that send you a message and they say in those in those moments of of kind of despair you think well maybe i've reached the end of where i'm supposed to get to Mm. right and then you see a message. The next day you see a message that says, your music saved my life. Right? And they say, yeah. I mean that literally. A, yeah, right. Not not metaphorically. I mean that literally. And then you go, it just brings you to tears because you go, man, if I would have gave up before they heard it, they might be literally dead. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah. that stuff like that keeps me going forever now. But I still get to those moments and I'm like, look, look, God, if this is the end, I'm fine. I did enough. If I, I've reached enough people, if this is all I'm supposed to reach, good. But in the beginning, now this is where it's crazy. In the beginning, I took $3,000. I went to Nashville, where I'm at now. I'm, I went to Nashville from Memphis and I slept in my uncle's van in a parking lot. And wow. I took the last bit of money that I had and made it that EP that 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 you see the first one there. Yeah. It didn't actually release in 2015 like it shows. Okay, I had there's a lot of things like that. I think that released in like 2009 or okay. something like that, maybe 10. I was going to ask the you about that. It, yeah, with the date, it, it got pulled. I had to pull it down because it was a man. Some manager came along and said I can get you on the the iTunes charts and stuff. I said, oh sweet, nice. So he I, he 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 released it himself. And I had no, I had no attachment to the numbers or anything. Finally, I said, "No, I don't want to work with you no more. Pull the album down. I'll re-release it." And that's what happened. Yeah. Anyway, nonetheless, when I had that album made, I left and I, I said I had no fans. I had not one fan that I have. And I, I left and I thought, well, I do have a friend that is over the entertainment at a place called Gold Strike Casino. The he was the entertainment director, so he was the one that got the people in, and he could get me backstage to meet some of these people in vip meet and greets you see what i'm saying oh yeah so it's awesome i was do. i thought okay well i can go meet these people and hand them my album and then that's how i'll I'll make it but i didn't know back then that's not that's not going to happen like the other artists really just don't care about other artists most of the time it's called unsolicited 
or, or, uh, or it's called unsolicited, right? Yeah. Like material. Right. Yeah. You can't just hit people up. Yeah. You know. Well, you, you can. Well, you can. Yeah. <laughs> it's up to them rather, and I did a lot. It's up to them whether they they even take time to listen. But yeah. the good thing about that that whole spell, me giving this album out, and it was just I was handing it out to everybody I met that was, and it didn't matter how big they were. It was some people. Some people, you know, I'll tell the names. I'll tell you exactly. I don't. I ain't got nothing to hide. They, if if they 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 probably won't care anyway. Yeah. Uh, one guy named Buddy Jewel. You know Buddy Jewel, country music singer. Okay, yeah. You ever heard of him? Oh, it, it sounds yeah, familiar. Sounds familiar. I, I, I just yeah. I'll look him up. Well, here's the thing. He was a he was a he was at a show, and I handed him my album. And he goes, I, I tell everybody the same thing. If I like it, you'll hear from me. If if I don't like it, you won't hear from me. Nice. Okay. And I, I thought that's kind of. That's kind of rude, but, you yeah. know, and I never heard from him. So he, I, <laughs> so he, he either didn't like it or he never listened. And I, I tend to think he just never even listened. But yeah, yeah. nonetheless, buddy, if you're listening, let's collaborate on something. Yeah. Nonetheless, sure. uh, Marty, do you like, I, I hope no, he's but, listening. Marty, you like how, because like, to me, I'm like, that's, that's awesome because he actually at least communicated with you. Like we were talking earlier about some of the jaded people, and Tom and I talk about this because we uh, we play in Los Angeles, like downtown Los Angeles, sometimes, and just how jaded and the just, people and are, just little, and just how awful sometimes some the, of the people can be. But I don't want to, I don't want to like harp on any of that. But it is, it's, it's along those yeah, lines. Yeah, LA is number transients now. I know. Hey, you know, have you, true. have you? Uh, <laughs> he taught me that word earlier. Yeah. You know, Frank did. It's true. Anyway, <laughs> the, uh, the 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 beauty. I should look at it like you like you did in, in all reality, in a more positive note. But I still don't, I still don't, I, I, it still helped me to. That's what I'm saying. Because of all those times I gave it and they didn't listen, he might have listened. I don't know. Yeah. But there's many that didn't. Because of that, it made me when I did get any bit of a name. I said, no matter what somebody sends me. And I get it all the time. Yeah. They send me, say, hey, would you listen to this? Would you listen to this? I say, I will listen. And I click and I say, man, if I don't have like three seconds or at least 30 seconds to give somebody, yeah. I'm too busy. Yeah. So I click on I mean, we're driving around all the time. We're we're flying. So if you're doing that, you got time to click on a button and see. For 30 seconds, you're going to know if that's if that song's moving you. Yeah, for and sure. And there's been some right. that have been amazing. Yeah. They've been truly amazing. And I've said, you need to continue doing what you're doing. Cause that is amazing. And you're going to go far if you, if you do that. And then there's some, I never say, Hey, this sucks. Right. Yeah, but I'll, yeah. I'll say, I always say this no matter what, cause I ain't going to lie to them either. Cause I only speak the truth, but I tell, I'll tell them, I'll say, there's an audience out there for everybody. Right. And that's the truth. There yeah, is, that is there's even an audience out there for Rebecca black. And I say, just because I said, don't ever let somebody like me or like anybody else tell you, you can't do it because they don't like it. Yeah, I said that don't mean nothing. It merely means nothing. I said, look at there's there's look at William Hung had a had an illustrious career. Yeah, and he could not sing at all. Yeah, but people <laughs> yeah. listened and they paid him to play anyway. Right. So I said all that to say this: there was a fateful night when when I was giving up. I, I was at the the end of my rope and I was done. I said my my dad and them were right. This isn't going to work. I wish I could have that three thousand dollars back for that album. And uh, I had one last concert that I was going to go to, and it was B.B. King, right? I said, I'm going to go out with a bang. I'm going to go see B.B. Yeah. And he was old at this time. He was already in a wheelchair, but in the, you know, on stage, he was sitting in a chair in the middle of the stage. Wow. And I'm on the front row, and uh, he comes out. And, you know, in a, at, at a concert, 
this is kind of like a, a theater type setting just yeah. so you know what it is it's not a outdoor venue it's a theater in gold strike casino he comes out and, and the, the lights in the house are down and the stage lights are shining on him he can't see anybody so he says turn the house lights up i want to see who's here you know like that and and so they turn him up a little bit and he can see a little bit. He goes, no, turn him up. He said, turn him all the way on. And so they turn him all the way on and then they try to turn him down and he goes, no, no, just leave him on. <laughs> so he played the entire show with the house lights completely on. And I thought right off the bat, I'm thinking, what a king. That's why he's the king because, <laughs> yeah. because he wants to see his fans. Yeah. You know, like every king there is Michael Jackson, Elvis Presley, BB. They all loved their fans Big to time. death. Like, there's stories I can tell you about Elvis that are hard to believe, but they're true. Anyway, so BB's playing the show, and at one point, he like it's the whole time, you know, I, y'all like BB King, you BB King fans, of course, of course, yeah, man. of yeah. course, man. How yeah, so, just a so in the middle of his show, yeah. like if you've ever listened to BB, you kind of just vibe, you know, you just like, uh, yeah, and, you know, I'm just doing this on the front stage, yeah. my eyes closed, and then next thing you know. I'm, I'm listening, and B.B. goes, hold on, everybody. Everybody, hold on. He does this with his arms. He puts them to the side. He says, everybody, hold on. He's got his arm up on his guitar because he's sitting in that chair, and he goes, looks over at me, dead in my eyes, and he goes, points at me. He goes, as long as that man right there is having a good time, <laughs> so am I. And he goes, man, that thrill is gone away. You know, and I'm going, yeah, wow. what the heck, dude? Like, why did he, what? Why did he call me out? Like, yeah. and it was like, I'm telling you, and that, if it stopped, if that story, this story gets crazy. That's why I said, how much time do you have? All of this it. story is unbelievable. It seems like it was a written story. I want to hear. I it. tell people all the time. I said, you're not going to believe this story, but I promise you every bit of it's true. That yeah. if that, that was enough, that was clearly enough for me to leave that day and go, okay, God made him do that. He's a legend. He said, as long as he's having a good time. Yeah. That, no- that, I'm going to take that as a sign. Notice the signs. Going. Notice the signs. That's right. Yeah. So then at, at the end of the at the end of the show, BB wants everybody to come to the front. They, they can get up there by the stages. That's kind of what he's used to. And because I was on the front row the entire time, I let everybody else get in front of me. Because I was like, I was trying to be nice. And I was like, no, y'all, I've been on the front row the whole time. Y'all going, y'all get up there. And that, so the of course, you can probably oblige. see over you know, a lot right of the guys, of the people anyway. <laughs> Say what? Yeah. Said plus, you could probably see over a lot of the people anyway. I could. It wasn't. It wasn't that big of a deal. I yeah. was already. I already experienced. But here's where it got a little. I got a little. Made me question a little bit. Because at the end, when he finished playing, BB's got these guitar picks in his pocket, right? And he pulls them out, and he's he's, he's trying to throw them at his at his people, at his fans, and they just spread out in front of him because they're not they're very light, so yeah. he can't throw them that far. Yeah, yeah. And because uh, you know guitar picks don't weigh that much, Mm-mm. so then the fans that are on the front, they're getting up on the stage trying to get these guitar picks and pick them up and take them. The security guards are throwing them off the stage, and BB's getting mad. He's going, "Hey, hey, leave them alone! I gave them those those picks, you know, yeah. and they wouldn't leave them alone." Yeah. They. They weren't allowed to leave them alone. They weren't allowed to let them get on the stage. Okay, it just yeah. what they, you know. But BB didn't like that, right? Yeah, right. He didn't like it, which I wouldn't have either. Yeah, your BB King. What are they going to do? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't have liked it either. So what BB did next, though, made me regret not getting on the front of the stage because what he did was he was so angry at those guys that he couldn't. Man, he couldn't get. He didn't have any more picks. He couldn't make it, and he couldn't get up because he was like I said, he was wheelchair bound at this point. So. 
he could walk very little, but he was in a wheelchair. So he pulls his gold bracelets off and his necklaces off. And he throws half of the gold over here to these fans wow. and half of the gold to these fans. Wow, man. Wow. And I'm sitting there going, <laughs> yeah. I should have got on that front of that stage, man. I was there that whole damn night, man. To this day, you would see BB King around my wrist right now. His own gold wow. band would be right here, man. Wow. In necklace, maybe. I mean, I don't, you know, what? Who knows what I would have? But I would be wearing it right now uh, if I had gotten it. But anyway. My story's better than theirs still, though, because oh, yeah. that doesn't end yeah. there either. Oh, yeah. So, Absolutely. like I said, I knew the guy that, that, that had that booked all the entertainment. So, I'm leaving. I'm going backstage. We There's 50 people going backstage, and everybody, like a bunch of people has got guitars. They won't sign. And, of course, I got my Martin guitar. Nice. Acoustic Martin. I was going to ask and, you what uh, you played, man. It, it sounds beautiful. So, Martin, that's amazing. Okay. Martin, yeah. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. And, uh, so I'm being led on the side of this stage. It's a very narrow hallway, like little area. And it's it's pitch black. And all they're doing is it's a security guard leading us with a flashlight in front of us. And we're just kind of following the leader. And then while we're walking, it's a narrow hall. And there's security guards lined up kind of just sitting there like this, you know. And as you're walking, they're in a row and we're walking this way. So they're standing like this and we're all getting back to the green room, you know. Yeah. And as I'm walking by... I made sure I was at the end of the line because I wanted to have the best chance to hopefully have a little dialogue with BB. Yeah. If there was going to be any, maybe that was the best shot at having it because he was already, it was over. He didn't have anybody else to see. It was just me left. So that's what was my thinking was. So I was at the end of the line and as I'm walking by this massive hand reaches out in between these security guards and grabs my hand as I'm going by. And I'm walking by, and he's pulling me. Now now he's pulling, this hand is pulling me towards these security guards. And these security guards are going, hey, man, what are you doing? I said, somebody got a hold of my hand. And they part ways, <laughs> and it's B.B. King right. holding my hand. He pulled me up. He's in a wheelchair, and he, he pulled me up to him, and he looks up at me. He goes, I want you to know I had a good time playing for you tonight. And I said, I want you to know that I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I had a record. I had a BB King record. Yes, sir. It's on my wall right now as well with the picture I took with him and with his big poster. It's sitting right there. If I had a phone, I would turn around and show you. Nonetheless, he's holding my hand. He looks up. He says that. And he says, what do you have here? And I, I hand him the album. And he goes, he says, hold that. He, he didn't like the security. The security at that point, he was mad. He goes, hold this flashlight. And they hold the flashlight. He signs it. He goes, I'm going to see you in a minute. And I said, you sure will. Yeah. So. I wait in this long line. I got my guitar. I'm watching as as all these people are leaving, getting turned away that don't have Gibson guitars because he was con apparently contractually obligated to only sign Gibsons because he played a Gibson. That's what Lucille was. Oh, dang. Wow. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. All these people wow. that don't have Gibsons getting turned away. And my even my entertainment friend who booked it, he's like, man, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's going to happen for you, bro. I said, I wish you, I don't know. Yeah. They're really, they're really not having it. Why? And I said, well, we'll see. I said, we'll see. It's already been a great night. Yeah. I said, we'll see what happens. So at the very end, I'm looking in the door as the, I'm, I'm at the, the end of the line. So there's like a person in front of me. He's in there taking pictures with a person. I'm watching. I'm looking at his face. He's kind of drained of energy by this point. You could see, you could see it in his face. He's just like, he smiled and he's like, thank you so much. I love you. Yeah. Like that, and he's saying that to people, and he's kind of, and he, he kind of goes into this deadpan type of 
look, you go, man, BB is tired. He's wore out, man. So then the other person goes, and when I walk in, when I walk in, he goes, hey, my friend. And he, he like just like that, and I walk straight to him with my guitar, and I hand it to him, right. and he looks up at the head of it, and he sees it's a Martin, and he goes, he looks up at the head of the guitar, and he looks at me, and he goes, I'm going to sign it anyway. <laughs> on my on my guitar. And yeah. then to top, the, to top the whole story off, after he signed it, he handed the marker off. We were about to take a picture, but before that, I pulled that album out, and I was handing it to him. And he go, he says, oh, now look at here. Look at it, because it's me on the front, you know. And uh, he goes, that's you, huh? I said, yeah, that's me. Yeah. This is my first album. And he goes, he goes, who's got that Sharpie like that? And he said, bring me that Sharpie. And I said, no, no. I thought he wanted, he, I thought he thought I wanted him to sign it for me. Oh, right. And yeah. And I was like, I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want, you know, that's yours. He goes, I know who this is for. Yeah. And, he, and so they brought the Sharpie. He said, I want you to sign this to Mr. B.B. King. Oh. And I signed my first album ever. To B.B. King, and, and we took a picture with it right there, and, and on that picture you can see where it says B- to B.B. King, Marty Ray, and he put they took they took a picture, put it in his jacket, wow. and he said he said, "Man, I love you," and I said, "I love you." <laughs> wow, you can't tell me that all that I'd never met B.B. King. That is a sign. Didn't know him and never met him again the rest of my life. Never talked to him again the rest of my life or yeah. the rest of his life, and no one can tell me that that was not a divine godly moment there's no other explanation it doesn't make sense any other way so yeah. then that very moment still keeps me going to this day yeah. right yeah because right. how did, how did I had he no know fans i had people Legends. like bb king and then then charlie daniels came along i handed him my album yeah and he didn't really he it, it wasn't the same kind of event but it was like charlie took a picture with charlie and charlie goes thank you brother and took the album and i was like well he don't seem like he's ever gonna listen he, he probably ain't gonna listen but you know, he was nice. Yeah. So I said, that's fine. He's a legend. He was nice. Yeah. Then, lo and behold, in, in, in the middle of a day, I forgot what day, I still have the tweet from Charlie Daniels, verified account. He, he tagged me. Says, that <laughs> Marty Ray Project, listen to your album. There it you rocked. Go. There you go. Wow. And I was like, what? That's so And I cool. said, screenshot, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I still have that front to, to this day. So it was little moments like that when I didn't have any fans to lift me up. Yeah. That it was like these people, these these legends are going to lift you up. Yeah. So that it makes sure that you keep going, and that's how that's what you. Yeah, that's, that's a long way to answer your question. That's how I got through the battle. Yeah, legends though. That's exactly <laughs> legends. <laughs> yeah. It's not just it's not just anybody. People you grew up it's a big looking deal. up to. And I had I idolizing had, as artists. I had such a similar, not such a similar. I had a, a slice of it. I have a sli- I had a slice of your story with Stevie Wonder. And um, and it kept me going, you know, like it, yeah. exactly what, what you're saying, you know, um, I, I don't know. Story. I don't know if you've ever been to Nam show either on the East or, yeah. or West Coast. OK, so. In Nashville. OK, yeah. awesome. So we do that. Yeah. OK. They, they do it in Nashville. OK, so, um, yeah, they do it yearly in California. Unfortunately, we know that it's not happening. But uh, so it was it would have been like three Nam shows ago. And, and you're likely to see somebody. And it, and it isn't, uh, you know, it, it's it's real rapid fire. But guys like Stevie are walking around with a crew of security, just like you're talking about, you know, with BB uh, King. And it's like, um, uh, so he's sat down at a keyboard and he is just just messing around. So that's just phenomenal. And I am by chance just 
one person away in the crowd, you know, from the security guard. But my phone is dead and I have no way of capturing it. And um, so he goes, he, he like the security guard actually noticed. He was like, hey, come here. And he, they, I think Stevie rolls around like with a lot of family because it just seemed like a big family to me. They were all very cool. Anyways, the guy literally just sat me down on the bench next to Stevie Wonder while he was playing. Mm. And it was just wow. insane. So my drummer, thank God he actually had the film, you know, because I am just beaming. I'm losing my mind. You know, I'm just like, I can't even believe this. And um, he's just a really soft spoken guy. I didn't. I was, and this is rare for me because I got, I got, you know, choked up, like kind of uh, almost silent. I couldn't communicate directly with Stevie. (laughs) I was was just like starstruck. And um, so right at that moment, but he was, he was there. It's a what Nam show is guys. It's a, it's a, it's a big show for artists and, uh, but not just for artists, but it's for, um, uh, people in the industry that are selling amplifiers, selling uh, whole sound systems, you name it. it it's, it's, it's all like in our vein. So we get to walk around and see what the latest stuff is. And that's exactly what he was doing. He was just checking out equipment because for them from there, he went over to a drum set. But anyways, right as he was getting up and, and it turned around, my drummer snapped this photo and I just looked like a, you know, like a kid in a candy store. And it was just like... <laughs> And it, and it's always yeah it's it's, cool. it's a thing too. Uh, Tom and I are we're a couple of blue collar guys, man. We work we work really hard every single week to provide for our families. We have uh, we have sons and wives, and um, so but we're also artistic as hell. You know, we're we're uh, he, Tom's a hip hop artist. I'm I'm a producer for Tom, and I've produced a lot of Tom's music. But Tom's been doing it for years. Right. Um, I myself. Where's this music at? Yeah. Where's y'all's music? Where Where do people find your music? I'm sure you said it before, but I ain't never heard it. Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. I mean, well, I'm not really known. You know, I don't have a whole uh, uh, bunch of views. I mainly just do it for the passion of it. You know, like you do. I just, I've always worked a uh, nine to five type job, and I've done music on the side because uh, I don't know. I've all I know that you have to basically devote your entire life to it if you ever want to really make any money at it and do it as a as a career you know it can be a sacrifice yeah so i'm i don't don't think that's true i didn't do that that's not how that's not how my career started so i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't want you to leave here thinking i'm never going to do it unless i give up everything to do it i i don't i didn't do that like i didn't that's not the way i went about it well that's that's nice to hear you can break you can break free from the job you're working now as long as you just continue to to put out content yeah yeah definitely Consistency. You know, Fra- no, just like frankie makes frankie yeah. makes so many songs yeah. he works really hard and uh we put this podcast together because uh it would be nice one day to be able to just you know talk to people for a living and and create music and stuff that would be cool yeah i I'm, I'm i'm fortunate and blessed enough to where i do have a pretty good job and like we've learned trades and stuff over the years but uh you can definitely find some of my music on on YouTube. It's uh, NLI Video Productions. That's what it's called. Uh, NLI so, Video Productions. Yeah. So I mean, I you can look out. I mean, I, I've made some music videos and just kind of made them myself and edited them myself and things like that. And you can check out some of the stuff I have. Yeah, it's all just real, you know, like we keep it in-house production for sure. I've had like a the same band. I think we've been recording for like 15 years. Um, I record with a producer named Paul Miner. He's done 
like so many California bands. And it's kind of like where I like, you know, growing up, I was in a punk rock band. And uh, but I strangely enough, my love was R&B, hip hop and country music. And then I ended up singing in a punk rock band because I like I could connect. And I also from hip hop, I like really got a lot of wordage, you know, like I, I could understand this wordage, you know. And then I felt the passion because I was like a raging teenager. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, right. So that helped, you know, with that. Yeah. Um, so we got. The so f- you, you produce some instrumentals and then he, he'll rap over them. Right. Yeah. Don't like, yeah, like infinitely produce uh, instrumentals. I like to kind of compulsively do it and, and keep constantly doing it. Even throughout our podcast, I like I like to do the little commercials, you know, and, and, and it keeps everything sharp, you know, and, and, and always sharpening, but always trying to get better. Of course, always surround trying to surround myself with people better than me so that I can push myself a little bit more. And then I'm um, openly talking about this this situation where it's okay for guys to be artistic and to be pursuing these avenues um and on every single level just like you said not it's not just because of a certain uh you know uh, uh, amount of an idea of a number or um idea of success it's more or less you know it's it's you know get get it in a vein sometimes you know or you you get to meet people sometimes they can hook you up but yeah, and there's I, a lot to it. I, uh, it's funny. I, I've all, I always wanted to be a musician as a kid, and and I wanted to sing and all that, but I never, I never uh, had the voice for singing like some people do. And but somehow at some point when I was a young kid, around 13 years old, I, I developed a, a, a liking for hip hop music and started writing raps for fun with a friend, and it kind of just stuck and. Over the years, I've just written a lot of songs and stuff and everything. Just be, it's just a part of me. I mean, I, 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 I don't rap because I think it's cool to be a rapper. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. It just comes natural to me. Yeah. Well, when you told me you was a rapper, I, all of a sudden your cool meter went way up, in my opinion. So I think it still worked. <laughs> oh, cool. So uh, thank, thank you, thank you, Marty. Uh, we need to before before we move on. We all need to get together and collaborate on something. Right. Absolutely, man. That would be, that would be that amazing. Would, that would be awesome. I think man. that'd be cool. That'd be really that, that cool. That would come from this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, uh, that was something that I appreciated with uh, with some of your uh, original stuff. I mean, even with uh, with like Haunted, and then you know, like um, what was the other one I was listening to? Well, well, Mixed Emotions. Honestly, I put that album on and I listened to the whole album. So, but I love I, hearing that. that's a luxury. That. That's a luxury of of like what you're talking about. Sometimes I hit the road and I really have that luxury. I'll just listen to stuff. But but you are you know like I've been able to just, and it's not that I wasn't. Uh, I just simply didn't um, know about the other two albums. Honestly, I, I uh, for some reason I couldn't find those on iTunes. I don't know why, or maybe they just didn't show up on mine. Also, I am doing like 95 through Southern California, getting yelled at and flipped off, and, and all. <laughs> you're, that, one, so. you're one of those guys that oh. always. Cut me off. <laughs> yeah. So that, my cousin flipped you off actually. Yeah, for sure. I bet. Yeah. yeah. But that's that situation, man. And then uh, no. So that's really cool. But also I, I stumbled across definitely you have I think with your when you listen to you, your influence, you you rapidly see that you're you're multifaceted. You can just you know, your range is is there and 
you're even dabbling in some hip hop stylings yourself, you know. And uh, uh, I do. I have a couple of hip hop oh, songs. Yeah. That, uh, oh my gosh, how funny! That's right. Uh, clearly, nice. this was not our intention, but I mean, well, the huge one was Ice Ice Baby, and then Tom was just listening to it right before you got on, and it's yeah. so insanely cool, yeah, you know, the way you remixed really, it. And really I know that good, this is yeah. like a big deal and stuff, but it's refreshing for us. So, so that's rad. <laughs> Let me tell you something about that I, that you don't know because y'all don't really know my music too well yet. Well, I guess you know it. Yeah. But you haven't. You've just recently become fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yes, presume. Sir. Yeah. Right? I recently, yeah. No, no joke, man. I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't presume you're fans. I, I'm hoping that you're fans, rather. Marty, um, I'm, a fan. I'm a fan. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm telling you right now. Fan. And big I'll tell fan. you what. I think it's it, it, it's it's a uh, you know whatever. Listen to the signs. Like you know, I by chance. Uh, ran into you in one of these chat rooms. It's just one of those ba- the, the by chance stuff, you know, that, that, and, and an opportunity I wasn't about to pass up because I knew Tom and I were ready to, to, to wrap it up with somebody like you, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and we're just honored to have you on, you know, so, yeah. Well, I do know, I can tell you this. I have a podcast uh, called the Marty Ray Project Chats. Yeah. And any of your listeners, I would love, would love nothing more for them, for them to go Please check do. out some of our stuff because, Definitely. We do this exact same thing, but I started doing it back in before music. I was doing podcasting. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, back when podcasts got no love, like they literally no one knew what it was, and so I know what it's like trying to get guests on that have any kind of pedigree of anything at all. Yeah. When right. when you just started in something, but even back then it was even harder because. You could explain to them what it was, and they would go, uh, yeah, I ain't, I'm not really into this. This ain't terrestrial radio. No thanks. Yeah, you're crazy. So yeah. I, I actually yeah. named the show back then. I actually named it Memnash Radio so it would fool people into thinking we were a radio show, and it worked. Yeah. It worked. I never told them it was a radio show. I just said it. we, we come on the show, Memnash Radio, and I actually ended up getting Darius Rucker oh, on the cool. show way back then. Cool. Awesome. And it was it was pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, I would I said that to say, I'm not trying to. I'm I'm the reason I put that out there was on the on the groups. I joined a bunch of groups, podcast groups, which is something I I d- didn't do for years because I was like, I don't have time to do this to do all that. And yeah. I don't like I'll, anytime somebody would ask me, I did tell myself I said anytime somebody asked, this is because of Darius Rucker. I said anytime somebody asked me. Yeah. Do something, be on a show or do an interview. I will do it. Yeah, that's right. awesome. And I've man. always held to that. That's awesome. I've always held to that. But that's I've amazing. never ever went out and said, "Does anybody want me to be on an interview?" Right. Right. I've never right. done that until recently. Yeah. And uh, Darius Rucker actually said, because I asked him, I said, "How?" I said, "How does? How do you? What? What's your best advice for for an upcoming artist that would want to be like you?" Because, like I said at the time, I wasn't trying to be an artist. I wasn't even going after music or anything. I was just wanted to do a podcast and that was it. Yeah. And uh, he said, he said, just play no matter what the situation is, go after it. Like just entertain it. See what happens. Yeah. Play and, the uh, game. That's said, awesome. I said, man, that's great advice. Yeah. So I said, I'm going to start doing that. So after I started doing that, things started looking up every, cause every opportunity you should entertain it. It don't matter. You, you shouldn't look at it and go, well, that ain't, that ain't really going to help me out. None. That's yeah. not going to do much for me. You never know. And even if even if all you do is help somebody else out, you still did that. You did better in that than you would by helping yourself. You see, because oh, that's how we're supposed to live. Nonetheless, 
I sure, uh, for sure said that to say I wanted to I wanted to meet first of all I want to meet people I love meeting people second of all now with with this uh, COVID and downtime I'm able to that's why I said you know what I'm gonna put that out there and I I will hopefully be able to lift people up like BB did for me and like Charlie not that I'm on anywhere near their level but that if I can go in there and lift people up like they did for me and I don't care if the podcast just started. If it's if it don't even have an episode yet, I'll still do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, because I awful. know what it's like to to feel like there is no hope. Like it's how does this happen? So that's that's really the goal in this. It's not really to market myself so much as, and I don't. I'm not trying to sound. Hey, look, this is I'm trying. I'm not trying to sound like I'm doing people favors. That's not what I'm doing. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to breathe for other people. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to be selfish is what I'm trying to say. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to, I want to breathe for all the people out there that would allow me to breathe for them. Awesome. Man. Cause I, I think there's too much selfishness. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah. There's too much selfishness in the world, especially, you know, in LA. So shout out, out to LA for being selfish. Right. Yeah, do, man. do you come, do you come out here often to California? I've been to LA several times. And uh, like I was telling him, a lot of the people there are not nice. They're very self-centered. It's They're true. very selfish and about themselves. And, and right. I don't like that because I'm a Southern boy. Right. So I was, I was born in Memphis, Tennessee, raised in Arkansas. And then I moved back to Memphis for years. And now I just moved to Nashville about a year and a half ago. So we were always the hold the door. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. How you doing? Everything going good. That's kind of how our life is down here for yeah. the most part. So when you go to like New York and L.A., it's not that way. It's it. You, you say, "Hey, how you doing?" And they'd be like, "Um, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, thanks." <laughs> and you walk off, and, and you're like, "Man, like, yeah. that's like I offended them. I yeah. offended them by saying that." Yeah. And I, that's just so crazy to me. Yeah. And, and, and it and it most likely these people are perfectly fine. It, it, it's probably me just judging a book by its cover. They just aren't used to a southern type of life. Oh, yeah. It's just two different cultures. Oh, but I yeah. will tell you that everybody that comes from the north. And they come, they leave the north and come to the south. They always go, man, it's just so kind here. It's that so southern nice. hospitality. People are so nice here. Yeah. And I think, well, why can't I should say that up there too? You know, I should I should go to New York or L.A. and then say the same thing. Yeah, if you just tell them that, maybe they'll start doing it. <laughs> it's <laughs> a good idea. Just be nice. <laughs> no, yeah, it's I totally, a, it I is totally a good agree. sentiment, man. We, uh, be nice. I. I tr- I don't go to Los Angeles very much. Uh, we like I think Frank had told you before. We live up here in the mountains, about about like an hour, hour and a half east of L.A. And yeah. you know it's it's kind of small town type of life up here, and it snows in the winter and stuff like that. And everybody knows everybody. You know, yeah, but it's like you know being literally we're centralized in in in, in Southern California, you know. So and um, so we'll just keep talking through it. The that's how we know our, our outro music's playing right now, but uh, it's okay. It freaked us out. We're like, I know you can't hear it. It'll be done in like 20 seconds. Sorry. Yeah. That scared the shit out of me. Actually. I was like talking. Yeah. We're like, Oh, the episode's over. I know, man. Okay. Thanks for coming on Marty. Yeah, I know. God. Well, you know, that's the, that whole production issue. Sometimes if I don't fucking get on top of that. Okay. So we were talking about the the LA thing and like um 
my myself my issue with that is the same issue it's that uh everybody wants everything for themselves and all that stuff you know and i had like a really big heart down there man and i just got like i just got kind of like i don't know really quickly it was show it gets shown to you in those places that your big heart and your or your heart on your sleeve really doesn't pay off and then you know like sayings like nice guys finish last and all that shit but like i was getting to being centralized in southern california we're only 40 minutes out so we can do something like run a podcast and then our our audience is like all in los angeles or in riverside county and then like you know in surrounding counties and then um also working and then knowing a bunch of people in the industry also helps a lot too um you know there's just there's just so many oh go ahead go Go ahead. ahead I was going to say, there's just so many people out here, man. You know, there's just, we have so many yeah. people in California and there, and we have a big state. I mean, there's a lot of land that's open land, but most people are just congested into like Los Angeles area or in Orange County, San Diego and like the Bay area, oh, right? Yeah. San Francisco area. And like, I mean, but we have a lot of open land, but there's just so many people. Yeah. Like our mountains are beautiful. Like it's amazing up here, man. Yeah. Anytime you're in SoCal, you got to come to the mountains. Yeah, Marty. the San Bernardino Mountains. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. I'm sure that if if because you know L.A. is is there's not a there's not a lot of people that are actually natives of L.A. Yeah, that's true. So, yep. Yeah, they're all transplants. Sure if I met some natives of L.A., they would probably be very pleasant. I know, right? <laughs> you're right. You, you really, you really, when <laughs> when you go there, you mainly see people that came there with selfish intentions and have been, have been destroyed by that life there. I had a friend because you know, I'm an actor as well. So I didn't grow up wanting to be an actor, but I I was blessed with you. I don't know, man, it's weird. But, uh, I had a friend (laughs) who literally left LA. I mean, left, uh, Lava, Arkansas. Her, her whole goal was to be an actress or our whole life. That's what she wanted to be. And she always said, I'm going to move to, la when i when i leave and i always said what makes you think that la is the answer and she goes you got to be there and you know this i said well listen i said you can be a small fish in a small pond in memphis as an actor yeah or you can be a small fish in the biggest pond there is yeah in the biggest ocean there is yeah and i said i guarantee you if you just started somewhere other than la you might get some legs under you then have something to take to LA. Oh wow! She didn't listen. Yeah, she was there. She's still there. And I'm not knocking her ambition. I I honor anybody's ambition to just go after it. Right. Yeah. I have a friend that came to Nashville in the same fashion, and it paid off well, super well for him. And uh, thank God he did. And it could have easily turned out good for her. But I'm just saying, everybody with that mindset of thinking. I can't do it here. It's location. Yeah. Like your dreams are location oriented. That's not true. Right. I, you know what I, I mean? That's uh, not true. I yeah. completely agree. I have some, I know some guys up in Oregon that are hip hop artists. And this was back probably uh, around 2007. And we were up there doing a few shows. And there was this hip hop group up there that were, they were really good. And one of the guys kept telling me that he was going to move to LA as soon as he got done with school. He was in college, you know, and I, and I kept telling him the same thing you were saying. Like, why, why do you want to move to L.A.? And I've been saying this to, all the time. Like, look, you're from Salem, Oregon. There's a lot less people here. Like, you have a chance to get known in the state of Oregon where there's actually a lot of people. You can develop a good fan base, but your talents will stick out more 
here where there's less people. If you move to Los Angeles, I mean, there's a mil- there's millions of other people doing the exact same thing down there, oh, yeah. you know? Well, the shitty part is, is, is it seems like they're doing the exact same thing, but they're doing it like really sporadically or undedicated, but they'll come out with like two or three things and be completely unprepared, but then like kill it with a single or something. And that's what you get out of places like Los Angeles and New York too, is like people blowing up off a single but not nothing behind it, yeah. you know, and or they'll 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 hit the record company and the record company will be like or, or hit, you know, those uh, those ideas like where are my decisions? Am I going to do this on my own or am I going to use a record company? A record company will rip you to pieces if you can't sit there and play, you know, <laughs> like if you can't show them like I have content, actually. Yeah, um, for sure. Marty, I feel like yeah. I feel like we can we can probably do another podcast at some time. Is that would that be cool with you? In the future, that's fine with me. Yeah, has I, anyone ever told you that you remind them of Jack Black? I, I've gotten that. Yeah, I've definitely gotten you, that. Yeah, I've gotten that's that. That's a compliment. That. I, I love Jack Black. No, yeah, not at all. And, uh, it's me, a compliment, well. man. Yeah, I try. Yeah. I, I try to keep my personality light. I try to always on the Frank and Tom show. I do a positive charge. I try to uh, let everybody know that the things that bothered them last week, we need to get on top of those things. We need yeah. to think about them today. While we go into next week, because today's Sunday, so tomorrow's going to be Monday. Monday's going to kick you in the ass like it always does, so be on top of it. It's a, just a, I'm, I, I, you're such a pleasant guy to have on because you're exactly w- what we do here. Yeah, and, we and, always uh, try to stay positive here at the Frank and Tom Show, for yeah. sure. It's uh, Positive it, at the Frank and Tom Show. I'm, I love it. I'm drinking the... The positive juices. Me too, Love man. It. I mean, too, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny that, that we were talking about the, the, the Ben po- podcasting for a long time. Because in my notes, I literally put this. I put Ben podcasting since it was no named babble. Like literally before it was podcasting, Marty was involved in this stuff. I like to think of myself as, as a really similar way. Um, I was always tinkering. I was always the guy in the band wanting to capture the sound. Um, um, I, I, I was front man. And I, and I knew I wanted to do that, and I was always passionately singing, but uh, but but leading to doing engineering and stuff like that, and then you know like running a podcast and stuff. It's a really fun thing to do. So I think we got that in common, man. And you, I was you playing a band now? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm actively recording. I'm always recording down in the studio in Orange County uh, with a guy named Paul Miner. I think I shout him out every five minutes on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And, and you know what? Just like you were saying, uh, um, I paid thousands of dollars, man. Tens of thousands of dollars at this point in my life for these recordings, you know? Um, and that's after a long process because I've got a decent setup here with the logic and, and different things. So I can always, you know, capture these sounds and, and, and um, you know, come prepared to the studio and stuff like that. Um, but locally, there's a place, man... Uh, if you do ever come to, to Southern California, there's an awesome amusement I'll park. I come to Southern California. Yeah, yeah I know, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> so right. there's there's an amazing amusement park up up here on our on the mountain. It's also a bike park, like uh, biking, mountain biking. Like these are like four thousand dollar mountain bikes, by the way. Like I, yeah, I won't do that. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but they I, are nice enough. Even through yeah. the pandemic, I've been hired. I've been paid to play at this amusement park. They they've got a obviously a massive draw because they're huge in Southern California. California and um but uh man like I would love to like connect you with them for in the future because I'm sure like you know when things get kicking off it gets amazing and and we're very hospitable in the mountains man it's it's uh, it's it's a taste of Southern California I think that you would really appreciate so 
Y'all are just a bunch of hillbillies, just like we are. So. I mean, we right. were just exactly. talking about that. Exactly. We were like, we were like, exactly. we are hillbillies. It is true. Like, it- <laughs> hillbillies are all over, man. Hillbillies, yeah. you ain't got to be from the south to be a hillbilly. No, you not at all. That. I got friends in in upstate New York. Yeah, that are hillbillies. Right, you know, they're straight hillbillies. Like, like they're more country than me. Yeah, some of these people, they they live off the land type people. You know, I look, I just look like I live off the land, but I live off Taco Bell. So, <laughs> My man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, be, before we bounce tonight, Marty, can we talk about what you are diving into? What is, what does the future look like? Cause we touched on a lot of stuff tonight, but what is this, this upcoming album that we have to look forward to? Can we talk about that a little bit or are we keeping 100%. it hush? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. No, you know, it's good to be independent because there's no rules. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? People, yeah. Yeah. people, and I have met with labels back in the day. As a matter of fact, met with a label, met with Sony one time years ago when I had, again, I had no fans, just had that one album. And, and they said, the guy was like trying to give me advice. And he was like, you know, your songs are, they're, they're, they're okay. As long as people are right in front of you, but they wouldn't do well. People wouldn't buy them is what he said. And I said, and I was kind of like, I don't remember verbatim what I said, but in my head right now, I said, well, respectively, how do you know? Yeah. yeah. And he go, and then he goes something like, man, I've, I've been involved with all these number one hits and this and this. And then I was like, well, how many, though, were you involved with that you said would be a number one, but it wasn't a number one? Right, that's the number that I need to hear. And he's like, oh, okay. I, I, like that. And I, so I got up and left, and I was like, Forget those people. Yeah. Right? I lived. I, I grew up with those people. Yeah. I don't need them. So yeah. then, and I ended up getting another. But anyway, the album that's coming out now. The good thing about being independent is that I can talk about anything I want to. Awesome. I can release a song yeah. whenever I want to. Yes, sir. Right. I can release. I can do whatever I want. So yeah. and it's beautiful. Yes. And I thank God for it every day. The album that's coming out will be my third full album. Okay. Um, I, I'm tentatively calling it three. Just the number three. Because it is the third, and I and I like the number three. Nice, and because number three means complete, and maybe, maybe, this album is the one that maybe gets me to a place to where I can do the thing that I want to achieve in all of this is, yes, I'm 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 blessed to be able to do this for a living, and this is what I do to make money and such. But I'm not to I'm not like what some people might think, where I'm this rich guy, right? I'm just I'm just I'm just out here living the dream. And I'm able, my, my goal is so that I can, my family, like my dad and my mom and people like this, and even friends and extended friends that when they need something, if they, if when my, when my dad need, I need to get my dad moved here, you know, get him out of the, this, this town that's going to turn it into a ghost town. And, and, uh, I don't have that type of ability yet to be able to say, here, here here's a house, dad. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's a goal of mine more than more than fame or anything else is just to be able to get to a place to where I can, to where money no longer, no longer means anything. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Not, not yeah. because I'm rich is because I know, and I, I'm not saying I, I rely on money or that's what motivates me. Just the security of it. It's the ability to be able to help people in ways. Cause you know, you, you get things online and you'll see things on Facebook and whatnot. And people say, Hey, we're in, we're in a bad shape. We need we need clothes, or we need we need this, or whatever it is. And people go, I'll pray for you. And I believe in prayer wholeheartedly, and I pray for people all the time. But sometimes you're the one, even if you're not rich, you're the one that God said, okay, here's the moment where I need you to send money, mm. right? Because he, he it, it, 
he don't make it appear out of thin air. He uses people to to help in that regard. So I want to be able to be helped. To, I want to be able to be a vessel to be used like that in bigger ways. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just and, and people not even know it that it was me. Like say Frank needed a a, a car. And then he just gets a car, and he don't even know who gave it to him. He just got a car, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. He's like, well, I just got a car. Who gave me this car? I don't know. They just said it was from God. Yeah. He's like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, now I'll know. Man. Now I'll know for sure. I'll be like, it's Marty Ray. Marty Ray gave me that freaking car, man. <laughs> yeah. When you get your car, you'll be like, hey, Marty sent me a car. Yeah. I can't like, Marty you know, finally you... made it. Oh. Yeah. And then you go. Hey man, I ain't really into Toyotas though. Uh, <laughs> I know, can right? You, <laughs> can you uh, can you send me like a Lexus or something, oh, bro? Like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, sure, whatever you want. You know, that was but, really uh, no, the, selfless and awesome, man. You just want to take care of your family and do right by by everyone. I think that's everybody. Too. Yeah, so absolutely. Like we can absolutely all relate true. with that, man. Yep. It's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah, but what I was saying about the album, this—that's what the three comes in is. This is maybe the completion of the dream. Yeah. Right? Because the dream would be complete in that regard. Yeah. And meaning meaning after that it's just wherever I go from there, I go from there. Right now I'm still trying to achieve that dream. And like I said, I'm thankful every day for where I'm already at. And if I and if it all ends today, I'm thankful for where I've gotten. Yeah, you see absolutely. what I'm saying? Yeah. And for all the people for that sure. I've helped and, and touched and, and the, or that God has through me or whatever. The the goal of this album is to hopefully reach as many people with an, with my original music that I've reached with cover songs. See, my biggest songs are covers. And the only reason I even do covers, I do covers I love. I don't just take requests and do covers that way unless I'm doing a live show. Then I will. But I don't take requests because I could never get to all the requests. And I wouldn't yeah. feel right about doing one without doing the thousands of others. Yeah. So right. I just tell people, I say, respectively, I thank you so much. I'm glad you listen and you would want me to sing that. But I got a list of just my, what I, what songs that move me. Yeah. And I got like, like man, a lot of it's Al Green, yeah. but nonetheless, like I, <laughs> I want to cover so many songs and I haven't even released an Al Green song once. So I just, sometimes I'll hear a song that's brand new and it moves me and I'll, I'll say, I want to cover that. And yeah. uh, that helps out because um, the algorithm loves brand new from big labels, you know, cause they're putting money behind it. Oh. So if you can, if it's a song you like, you can, you can kind of piggyback off that as long as you like it. If you, if it don't move you, I don't think you should do it because oh, it ain't going to relate. It's yeah. not going to translate. Especially with a cover. Yeah. You have to love the song yeah. you're doing a cover yeah. for. It has to come from the heart cause you love it. Well, it's one of the things that, that definitely sold me. I mean, you're a well-versed singer and you've also been around you you're you know this isn't your first rodeo so you know how it goes in the industry and you know i'm sure you're really hip to the way people think too when they're viewing things um but so when i when you when you see somebody who's got you know seven million views on simple man or something like that right like i don't know it's ridiculous amounts but but simple man is an amazing song and you have to do something very special with that song with that you're able to do and very few guys are able to do that you know and it's exactly what you're talking about you got to feel it and you got to make sure you know that yeah you can't just it's not karaoke hour i say that a lot to people (laughs) when i'm playing live they'll be like oh um uh, yeah for sure i think i saw a post you 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 mentioned something about finally doing tennessee whiskey and uh i had a yeah they're 
Yeah. So I had a guy yelling at me to do Tennessee whiskey, you know, and I was just like, man, like I've got to put in a little bit of work. I'm sorry, but I've got to do that justice. But I've also got to feel it because I was a little unfamiliar with the song. Definitely know the song, but it was just like, uh, you know, just just what you're saying, man, for sure. I have a love hate relationship with that song Um, and with the The Devil Makes Three song. Uh, no, this one is... Oh, a different one? Yeah, who does that? Chris Stapleton? No, who is it? Well, that's, oh, yeah, that's what Stapleton. I was fixing to say. Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton does yeah, yeah. Tennessee whiskey. Yeah, okay. that's right. That I'm a, I am a big fan of, I am a big yeah. fan of Chris Stapleton, for sure. Yeah. Well, the, the thing about it is I, I have a love-hate with it because I grew up listening to that song, but it was George Jones that mm. sung that song. Okay. You know, right. Yeah, uh, it was nowhere near like that. It was, it was like, uh, and I have nothing, nothing against Chris Stapleton, but when Pete, I, I just, I don't know. I hate when people go, "Can you do?" They started just immediately just flooding. Can you, can you do Tennessee whiskey by Chris Stapleton? And I don't know why it's stupid, but it just rubbed me the wrong way. With, with, hey, yeah. I hope you understand. You should, you should show some respect and go back and listen to George Jones. It's okay to like his. But realize, even when people say it about my own cover of Ice Ice Baby, they'll say, this is better than Vanilla Ice or whatever. And I'm like, no, it's not better. It's it's different. Yeah, because it wouldn't exist. Yeah. Be careful, yeah. be careful. Yeah. Your version wouldn't even exist without that version. You know? That's exactly what I tell them. I say, you wouldn't even care about this song. This would have a thousand views if it wasn't for his version. Yeah. Right. You know, because I always, you loved his version. Yeah, I always really like walk on exactly. eggshells with this one, but mine with that is Johnny Cash's Hurt and Trent Reznor's. I grew up only knowing Trent Reznor's because obviously Johnny didn't record his until a certain, you know, until later on in life. And um, I didn't have a liking to. I think personally, I like Johnny Cash's better, but I always made sure, always like the nerd to just be like, but you know, like, but he didn't write like that was Trent Reznor's song, you know. So I've gotten those comments many times. Was that you? Yeah. No. No, sir. That, that was you commenting. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's always like, "Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Marty." Yeah. You know, like I'm the same way about hurt. I'm yeah. not the same way. I'm saying I'm the opposite. So it's kind of uh, for me to get mad at those. At, at not mad, but for me to be. Uh, feeling some type of way from the people that say that about the song Tennessee Whiskey. Yeah. I was the same way about Johnny of the Hurt because I, I had never heard Nine Inch Nails. Right. Ever. Yeah. Like, I'd never listened to them. I know so a lot of knew, people. I, for all I knew, when that came out, that was Johnny Cash. And I thought, wow, this is great. Yep. And the same thing happened yeah. at a recent live show. Um, we 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 were doing, somebody said they want us to hear some Johnny Cash. And and I was like, okay, uh, I got the perfect song. And we did uh, Early One Morning with Time to Kill. I borrowed Jeb's rifle and sat on a hill. You know that song? It, it sounds yeah. familiar. I mean, you're, soul, you're souling it up for sure. I think yeah, yeah. Well, he, Johnny's he, a little well, quicker he, with it. Oh, <laughs> uh, what, what is the actual? It's good, man. I took his rifle off of my hand. So I ran across the land. Then it came to me, is what I had done. I hung my head. I hung oh, my yeah. head. Oh, okay, you yeah. know that now, right? Yeah, I yeah, hung my head. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. so I thought that was Johnny Cash my whole life just until two weeks ago. I sang <laughs> they wanted Johnny Cash, and I, I said, all right, I would do my one of my favorite Johnny Cash songs. Yeah. And, and all these comments like, 
Oh, that was uh, Sting, or that was I think it was Sting or or Phil Collins or Okay, wow. I, think it was Sting. I didn't know that. It was, yeah. it was like Sting. I didn't either. Yeah, I thought it so was a Johnny Cash song too, man. <laughs> yeah, apparently it isn't. And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I was talking to him on the thing. I was like, "You kidding me?" But <laughs> guys, not Johnny Cash. And, I mean, really though, like I think when Johnny Cash does a song. It becomes Johnny Cash. I think it's his song. Like you just got to be like, okay, (laughs) right? He's one of the artists that that everybody in the world knows that name. Man, yeah, it's like Elvis. Yeah, Yeah, everybody knows the name Elvis, Beatles, Johnny Cash. Yeah, period. Well, you know, like us uh, being, you know. California folk were so big on categorizing and all that bullshit. So we were always like looking for labeling and stuff, but, but also we're always looking for those, those avenues to relate. And then, uh, so as soon as I did put on, um, you in the house, my wife was like, Oh, he's got some Johnny cash in him. So she was immediately in love. Cause you got that, <laughs> you know, you got that, like that, that awesome, that, that's like storytelling soul you can hit, but then you can also hit these crazy notes that are like, you know, uh, very, Singer, obviously, very professional, but yeah. um, but yeah, man, I, oh. Johnny Cash is great, man. Yeah, I, I love him. I think my favorite album was. I, I, I hate to say this, I hate to say this. Uh, my favorite album is the is his Cash album, the one with Hurt and right when the man comes around. When the man comes around, yeah, the late album you know, so put out. Hard. Yeah. It's just I don't know. Yeah, it pulls on you. He man. does a lot of really. He does a lot of really there, good the, covers. The, the vinyl, right, right there by my record player. Nice. But uh, I actually like uh, you know the movie Walk the Line. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I, I like the way Joaquin sang some of those songs better than Johnny Cash. Yeah, to be yeah definitely. They're good. He did a really good, good job. Yeah. yeah, he did, man. Well, he know. sings I Got Stripes. Yeah, I was like, wow, I like that a lot better. And I always listen to Joaquin's version of I Got Stripes over Johnny Cash's. Whoever's listening, <laughs> that's Johnny Cash purist. They're going to hate me now. I'm like, I'm never listening to him again. But yeah. nonetheless, I I'm told sure, you, I only speak yeah. the truth. Yeah, I'm sure, sure being from Nashville and stuff, you know, like, I'm sure you've heard of a lot of really cool stories as far as that goes. But, like, man, back in those days, those guys would, they would hit some of those recordings at, like, 4 a.m., like when they would actually get the the take, you know. I mean, not on the Hurt album, but I mean, you know, uh, like in in way prior recordings, like Elvis and stuff like that. I'm I'm kind of hopping, uh, you know, legends now. But uh, I was uh, there's a guy out here that hosts a radio show and he breaks down songs and he'll like single people out and he did an Elvis song recently, and it was like mind blowing. Because these guys, they rec- I guess they finished the song at 5.30 in the morning. They started the, the studio session at 1. You know, like, who knows what was going on. <laughs> you know? I know, but, right? But Elvis had finally hit this, like, just epic point with his voice. And they're able to, like, isolate it and all this stuff. For some reason, I actually start talking like the radio host while I'm talking about it. But. But I think that's like radio. Are y'all Elvis, are y'all Elvis fans? I'm, oh, he, you know, he's oh, the yeah. king. I'm a music yeah. fan, so I'm inevitably a huge Elvis fan, and I love Elvis. Uh, like some of the, the the depths that he was able to reach with his singing and the soulfulness is really important. I think to guys like you and me. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I think it's peculiar. Yeah, and also very interesting how. Elvis never won a Grammy other than for his gospel tracks. And also that he only, he never, never played a concert outside of America. 
That's wild. USA. Wow. That's wild. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Colonel Parker never let him play outside. Wow. Because he started doing those movies. And all Elvis wanted to do, which was, this is actually sad, Elvis, when he became big, he wanted to perform in Europe yeah. so bad for those fans. And uh, Colonel Parker never would let him. In, when, he, when he joined the military, when, he, when Elvis joined the military and went over there, he told them, he said, do not, he said, I don't want any special treatment. You treat me just like the rest of those, because he was already a star right, at this point. Right. He was a he was a, a massive uh, celebrity. And he goes already, over there, yeah. gets off the boat, and there's this massive, I mean, just a sea of people there with Elvis signs like saying they love Elvis in Europe because yeah. he's over there with the military. Yeah, yeah, right. And <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> right. And he, but he's That's got to be wild, man. Yeah. And you got How crazy is that? Oh, and man. I was at, just real quick, and I'll let y'all go because I know y'all trying to wrap up. No worries, man. Speaking of Elvis, real quick, appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did a show it. with I did a show with uh, uh, with Ludacris and uh, Flo Rida. Y'all know who those are, guys? Oh, are yeah, yeah, for sure, of course. What so, Luda? Yeah, yeah, Luda. So that's so awesome. I was that's actually cool. in a in this little uh, TV show thing, and YouTube had asked me to come and and be a part of it, and I said, all right, cool. So I played. I, I covered a, uh, a flow rider song called wild one. Nice. Um, yeah. And uh, of course I did it. I just did it my way. The only, and it, it's not my way is really when people say, man, I love how you do things your way. My way is really just the easiest way, right? It's just That's, how it comes the, out the, naturally. The, right. Yeah. So whatever I can, however I can play it, I got to follow that with my voice. I but know anyway. exactly what you mean. Yeah. Like right. exactly. And <laughs> yeah. We, and, that, and, and that's, and it usually comes out as a gift. Though, yeah. Because no, you're right, man. Now, you didn't, you didn't intend for it to be different, yep. but it came out different because you can't play it like they played it. Yep. Right. That's the way it is with me. Right. And yeah. I'm like, so yeah. it's working. So nonetheless, as long as they feel the passion in your singing, that's really all I think that like, cause people say you're, you're so great at the guitar. I'm like, man, that's, that voice is hiding a lot. Yeah. It's hiding a lot that you ain't hearing. Like, you know, <laughs> I am not, I am not as good as you think at the yeah, guitar. Yeah. But anyway, I'm, I'm singing this song and, and the ludicrous and flow rider right across from me and I'm singing and, and then you, you got ludicrous, you know, he's over doing this, like drifting off for a minute and I'm watching him. I'm kind of smiling. Like <laughs> I got him. Yeah. I got him on that note. I got him on that one. And, uh, then at the end of that, Flo Rida says, you being from Memphis, do you feel like you have big shoes to fill because of Elvis? And I said, I'm not trying to be as big as Elvis. Yeah. And then Ludacris right. then said, well, if you ain't trying to be as big as Elvis, like where, where you want to be? I said, just right below Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I said, because. That's because a great Elvis answer. Yeah. He, Elvis couldn't go anywhere. Not a place in this planet, yeah. and people didn't know him. He could go to Pakistan, yeah. and people were going to know who Elvis Presley was. Yeah, you know, like, you can't hide at all. Imagine not being able to hide at all. I, I I completely agree with that. Also, some of my favorite artists are at the perfect level. They they're at a level where they don't have to worry. They, they can make a living, and they can tour the world, and uh, and and they they have plenty of money, but they could also at the same time walk down the street in most cities and not get noticed by most people. And I, I feel like that's like the perfect level to be at, you know. That's the perfect level. Like what you were saying earlier about the rapper in Oregon. What what people don't realize is this is what I've always aspired to do. Like with every city, like Memphis, I always wanted my big, I wanted my mass of my audience to be in Memphis 
yeah. or now I want it to be in Nashville. Why? Because I, I don't ever have to leave here then. Yeah. Because if I do a show, I got it's a packed show because they're right. all here. Right. But my fans are spread all over the world. Yeah. So, like, if I do a show in Nashville, I got to hope that, first of all, that everybody's going to see it through the algorithm that is in Nashville and that they're all going to be able to show up. But if, if you take half a million people, if I had half a million fans just in Nashville, and that's just on Facebook, so half a million on Facebook and half a million on, on YouTube, if all those a million people in Nashville, Tennessee, I can do – I'm living the dream at that point. I'm making – Boo kudos of money. I do a show. I say, hey, I'm doing a show uh, two weeks. I need everybody to get tickets. Yeah. Then that, the tickets are sold. Yeah. And I can just keep doing it because I got a lot of people to service here. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? If, yeah. if that's the case. But fortunately slash unfortunately, my fans are all over the world. So, like, I got people in Scotland and Australia, and I just don't know how many. Mm. So it's like, well, people say, when are you coming to Australia? And I'm like, well. I mean, I'll come there tomorrow if if there's enough right. people to, yeah. to support the thing. You know, I just I yeah. can't just yeah. leave my family yeah. and go do a show and hope that I'm not losing money. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? Because this yeah. is what I this is how I feed my family. So yeah, I but think, anyway, I think it's a Oregon, great. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. What he should what he should have realized was that building the fan base in Oregon is exactly what I just talked about. That's what he should have been. That's what everybody should be focused on. Build your fan base where you're at. And then if it grows beyond that, so what? Yeah. That's great too. But if it don't, so yeah, what? For sure. Yeah. The home, and then, the you home can always base. always leave that state and, and uh, live somewhere else and hide. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You for might sure. not be able to do nothing yeah. no, in that state. We were like just shocked, man, you know, because we just, we did this. A, a big part of it was was just for Tom and I, you know, to, to, to break the monotony of this, this whole COVID thing and, um, we just come back from like kind of family vacations, but the, the, the whole, the whole thing has been going on and we were like, let's, let's do this. Let's do this podcast thing. And then, uh, you know, to keep the wheels going on it is just really important. And like, it's, it's, it's been really helpful though, through the whole time. So it's, uh, but networking is very important, you know? So, so that's but, the most important. Yeah. Networking is, is really big. But what I was saying is that we've been fortunate enough in this crazy California market that, that like we've, we've, you know, people are listening, listening, you know, we didn't, we didn't expect the numbers we didn't expect like over a thousand people to be downloading the podcast and stuff like that, you know? Um, right. so, so, uh, you know, thank you for, for helping us, uh, you know, to, to network, to, uh, to reach more people. Um, and, uh, and, and just articulate, articulating your story so well, unlike myself, um, and, um, you know, being a part of the Frank and Tom show. And I think that there's a lot of things, Marty, that I would love to talk to you about, like in, in future episodes, if we can just make sure to, to get together, I know you do a regular podcast, so I want to shout that out again. Um, what's the name of the podcast and, uh, you know, where can all of our listeners find it? The Marty Ray project chats. And it's available just like yours, I hope, is available anywhere podcasts are heard. Any and everywhere, yes. Yeah, you just yeah. have and to if, Google it. And if whoever's listening, if you're on Apple Podcasts, rate and review it. And also rate and review Frank and Tom's show because that is great. Like cool. we're, we're On our podcast, we're actually going to start um, shouting out certain reviews, people yeah. that review. Nice. So, Maybe that's something y'all could do as well. Because yeah. sure. those reviews help. Those rate those ratings and reviews help a podcast to get pushed up. Yeah. So Man, I remember the early days of Spotify. I, I just keep talking because I just 
do that. But the early days of Spotify, that was like the only way to get money out of them. Is like if the, if people were liking your stuff, and I and I'm not trying to get money out of people, but but Marty's right. If you guys can interact a little bit, it's really appreciated for sure. Well, you do want. I mean, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be able to make a living supplying entertainment absolutely people Definitely. shouldn't people shouldn't get mad at that it's not like you're asking them for money <laughs> yeah it's right? not charity yeah. for free you're just trying to get to the place to where sponsors want to attach themselves to your show to where they're the ones that are paying the sponsors yeah. are paying absolutely the, the listeners still get a free the free content yeah so it shouldn't be a problem pushing if it is for anybody that they say oh, i don't want to they, they talk about well, they want me to rate and review their thing. If they love it, why wouldn't they rate and review it? They, some people just don't know. Right. You know, That's they don't, they don't good know point. to go do that. Yeah, good yeah. point. So, yeah, you know, most we, of the time it's that way. But uh, also the uh, MartyRayProject.com, Marty you can find it. Uh, we, we release the show, our episodes every week on Wednesday at 11. MartyRayProject.com, you can join the mailing list. There's merch there. There's merch links there. Uh, YouTube, of course, I release weekly content on YouTube. Uh, on Facebook, I try to release weekly content. I'm not as good at releasing it on Facebook as much anymore because it's it's harder. It gets harder there. It's harder everywhere for independent artists. But nonetheless, it's the it's the nature of the beast. Um, what else? What else? What else? Man, I, I just want to say, if you do do the mailing list, he sends a free download of an awesome song. And I think the Which song one, the song I got get? was "The Storm," I believe. Or okay, yeah. I, I do. I, I could be mistaken that I got, but I, when I signed up for the mailing list through the website, then in if you click a link, it gives you a link to a, a, another one, and you can have a, a free song from them. Man, I think I mean, it's set up to just do the, the most recent release. That's the awesome. most recent release, "The Storm." That's from that's one of the singles from the new album. That's the a Storm great song. And Picture yeah. Picture is actually excuse me. Picture is actually a rap song too. Rap. So y'all, awesome. uh, Frank would. I mean, Tom would love that one. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Sure. I, mean, I listen to all types of music. I, I love uh, uh, multiple different genres of music, but I will definitely take interest in uh, some hip-hop that you put out. I'm going to definitely go check that out as soon as we get out of here. And, uh, you know, we, we've, we decided to do this podcast, and we're 18 episodes in. And uh, we, we, like Frankie said, we really do appreciate you coming on. Not just to help us out, just because though we've really enjoyed talking to you and having a, a good conversation with you. That's... I have enjoyed speaking with you fellows for sure, and I feel like I'm going to start calling both of you my cousins. Okay? Oh, nice. I love that, Marty. Man, well, it's, I, it's good to have some family uh, in the yeah. South. You know, I feel like we're yeah. kindred spirits, man. I, I think we really connect on a lot of things, not not just musically. And I can't wait to talk to you again in the future, man. Thank you so much for being on the Frank and Tom Show. Right on, brother. If I don't hear from somebody soon messaging me randomly going hey i heard your cousin's podcast frank Tom, <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna be upset all right so. i'm gonna make sure I'll, <laughs> we're gonna put out a call to you know the, everybody the fans. call us marty's cousin yes for sure <laughs> thank you so much marty hey, thank you so much man i love y'all to death god bless both of you god bless you too sir. Head up. much love man Have thank you nice so much sir. all right have a great night sir all right y'all too